Welcome to the Raven Roundup, your go-to podcast for all things sports at Royal Oak High School. I'm your host, Sam Klocky. And I'm your co-host, Ben Machiniak. Join us as we dive into the exhilarating world of Royal Oak High School sports, where we cover all of the amazing teams. That's right, Ben. Whether you're a dedicated fan cheering from the stands or a player on the field, this podcast is your backstage pass to latest updates, game highlights, and interviews with incredible Raven athletes and coaches. Well, welcome to Episode 8, man, yep. of the Raven Roundup. We thank you for being here today. Yeah. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, we thank you. We appreciate all the support, and um, it's been it's been a great time. It has, and I'm excited for this episode. So, in this week's episode, I am going to sit down with Coach Miller, the head coach of the boys' swim and dive team. And um, but before we get into that, Ben has the question of the week. Or the question of the week is: What is your favorite Super Bowl food, and what are your Super Bowl predictions? All right. Favorite Super Bowl food has got to be, you know, classic wings, bone-in wings for some football, just gnawing on those, those bones wow. while, you're, while wow. you're watching some football. You can't go wrong. And then score prediction, I don't want the Mahomes family to be happy. Um, they, his, his, his father, Mahomes Sr., just had a DUI, yeah. another DUI. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the whole family. I don't like the whole Taylor Swift thing, whatever. So I want the I want the 49ers to win. Although I I also want the 49ers to win because they beat the Lions. And if if the 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 world champions are beating the Lions, that's fine, right? So I want them to win. Yeah. I want them to win it all. That. And um I think the final score is going to be it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a shootout. Um but I think it's going to be 28 to 24 49ers. Your score predictions, your favorite food for Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, favorite food on Super Bowl Sunday? Um, honestly, like, we don't really do, like, big parties. We just order a pizza. So I'm just going hey. to go with the classic. Classic pizza? You what know, do you got on it? I'm just a cheese. Cheese. Just pizza. a cheese. All right. But the best place is Buddy's. So. Buddy's pizza. Yeah. Uh, score prediction, I agree with you. I, I'm not a fan of the uh, Mahomes, uh, the whole Taylor <laughs> Swift thing. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, I do have the Chiefs winning the Super you Bowl. You do have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, all right? You're not a fan, but you wanna you want the Chiefs to win. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't want them to. But they or will. you think? No, you're not a fan, yeah, but you yeah, think yeah. the Chiefs are gonna win. I do. Um, all right, and they are gonna score with a final score of thirty-eight to twenty-four. All right. Well, yeah. you hear it here first. Comment down below wherever you're watching this. Your score prediction for yeah. the big game Let this Sunday. Know. And what your favorite food is, because we want to know. We love food. We can't go wrong with food. When you're watching football, man. I, I love Ooh. food. I yeah. love food. So um, I, uh, I hope you all have a great Super Bowl Sunday, and it's going to be a good time. All right, Sim. So now let's get right into the episode with you sitting down with Coach Miller right on the pool deck. All right. We're here with uh, Coach Miller, the head coach for the boys' swim dive team. How are you doing today, Coach? Very good. Uh, excited to be here. Thank you for asking. Um, tell me about your background with uh, swim dive, both playing and coaching. So... I was a swimmer at Don Darrow. Um, Kevin Ryan was my coach. Uh, fell in love with it. Uh, after high school, you know, started coaching with the club program here, Royal Oak Penguins. Uh, I was very fortunate to have a lot of college coaches that I learned under. Um, Kevin Thornton, who would later coach at University of Florida. Uh, Phil Ross, who was at Tufts University. I had a lot of college coaches that helped me learn. You know, a lot of the dynamics and the specifics about strokes and training. Uh, now, as for coaching, um, I started with the girls' team in 87 as an assistant. Uh, and I coached with the girls' team for 15 years up until the 
two, the end of the 2002 season. That's when our youngest daughter was born. Uh, I started with the boys season in 89 all the way to now. So this is my 37th year coaching. And this is actually team number 50. If, wow. you, if you combine the girls seasons and boys seasons, that's this awesome. is team 50. Wow, that's awesome. And what drew you to the program initially? Just because you went here? and Went here, but the thing I love about swimming, there's nowhere to hide. I mean, I also played soccer at Dondero as well, but if not, everyone has the same drive as you, you know, then it's going to be a long game, and that goes for any other team sports. But in swimming, did you do the work? You're the only one on that block. There is no one to hide behind. So if you put in the work, chances are you're going to get the results you want. And what are your team expectations? What do you live by as a coach? Always try to do the right thing, and always do the right thing for kids. Um, one, work hard. You know, the, this, is the, this is the bedrock. Work hard, be classy, um, don't cut corners. You know, there are no easy days. I can throw all those little coach speak things all day long. But um, every day we come here, we come to work. You know, one thing I'm super proud about in, uh, in the 37 years is the family feel that we have. Yeah. I know in some other sports, you know, you have the freshman JV and varsity program, but we have the opportunity to have a kid for all four years. Uh, it was that way with the, the boys team and the girls team as well, so you get that family feel. Uh, but doing the right thing, both in and out of the water. And uh, do you have a favorite coaching moment or uh, achievement that uh, sticks out to you? I remember one time, uh, and obviously whenever we win league titles, that's yeah. always fun. But also we've had a lot of amazing teams that haven't won league titles. Um, I would have to go against a, le a league title from years ago where we were not supposed to win. You know, Rochester was a much talent, more talented team, but uh, we swam harder. I mean, I dare to find people that train harder than us, other swim teams as well. Um, we work hard, and we really do. We put the time in. Uh, but that Rochester, what I talked about, we swam lights out on the first day of championships. Our divers did well on the second day of the championships. And the third day, we continued to swim fast. And we beat a really talented Rochester team by three points in the final. And then there is like a thousand, a thousand points at championships. Wow. So winning a meet by that <laughs> probably takes a couple years off your life. That's amazing. And uh, talking about this year, uh, captains Nolan Till, Max Potomacli, and uh, Logan Ball are all juniors. Um, talk about them and why you chose them to be leaders of this uh, young, younger team. Yeah, we are a young squad. I might even have our banquet at Chuck E. Cheese. We're so young. <laughs> um, no, and seriously, so I don't pick captains. Uh, the way I like to do captains, I know some teams announce captains at their banquet for the next year. And I have a problem with that in two ways. Uh, one, I, I don't like doing that because it takes away from the moment from those seniors because that's their last banquet, and I'm not looking towards next year yeah. until the day after that banquet. That's my belief. Uh, the second thing, I got burned early in my career, and I won't say if it's from the men's side or the women's side, but um, we announced captains, and that person had a very destructive offseason where we had to remove that captain star from that athlete. And after that, I was, well, we'll never do that again. So the process we do is for anyone that's interested in being a captain has to take the online class from the National Federation of High School. Uh, and then that gives you the right to speak, and they speak in front of their peers, you know, to why they'd be a captain. And I like doing that because if you can't speak to your peers at that time for a job that you want, how are you going to be in the locker room? How are you going to be on the back of the bus? Because yeah. I can't be everywhere. 
Uh, so the team chooses captains, and um, you know they've done a nice job. Yeah, that's awesome. And only two seniors on the team. We talked about the young team. Tell me about Owen and Leo and how they uh, set an example for this young team. They do a great job, and I'm excited about honoring them tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we swim Romeo, and it'll be our senior night. So we'll, you know, we make senior night really classy and a very special thing for them. Uh, it's weird because we talked about this earlier before on camera. Uh, this is like that COVID year where we didn't have any freshmen come out this year. Yeah. So Owen and Leo are also third-year swimmers. They've done a great job. Uh, they've progressed throughout their career. Um, but also Leo and Owen do a great job. Just like I say all the time to all the boys, you know, I think we might have had eight boys that spoke to be captains, but we're not having eight kids be a captain. Yeah. But also, as I say, you don't need a star on your jacket to be a leader. So they do a great job leading by example and by also helping the, um, the newer swimmers. And um, are there any specific team traditions or rituals that you encourage uh, to build team camaraderie? They love to eat. Wow, we love to eat. Well, that makes sense. The boys, Who doesn't? right, and especially the boys burn off so much caloric energy during the day. Uh, going out to eat as a team, um, and I go there on Saturdays as well after practice. Fridays, a lot of time they'll go downtown and eat together as a team. Uh, juniors and seniors come to my house. It's been over 30 years. We'll watch Super Bowl together. Um, a lot of team outings. Well, we have a team water polo tournament. You know, little things yeah. like that. Because, you know, with swimming, we're going in the mornings. We're going in the evenings. We're going on Saturday. Yeah, always Sun, working. We're always, always working. working. I'm there, the only easy day was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And based on your meet so far, who has uh, stuck out to you or shown great improvement? That's tough to say. They, I mean, we have made significant improvements from the top of our roster to the newest of the new. You know, and that's the beauty of our sport. It's, it's not subjective. The times don't lie. I can see kids' progressions all through the season. We're very meticulous in keeping track of times, you know, and seeing where we go. And also, the kids are good. You know, everybody wants to swim the 50 free. Everybody wants to be a sprinter. Yeah. But, I mean, we need kids in other events, too. So, um, I tell them, they get put to what, whatever's best for the team. That's what they're swimming. And uh, speaking of improvement, we see every week your players improve with faster times. And um, how do you, what do you do as a coach to help improve um, your team each week, each player, like, with all those times? Great question. So what we like to do is we're very specific in our training. Okay, so a good example, today's Monday. We really go ahead and break everybody apart. We're very stroke specific. So like basically my breaststrokers are doing one thing, my distance kids are doing another thing. My flyers and backstrokers are doing something completely different. So it's very, it's very individualized training. So it's basically getting what the athlete needs. Uh, in the mornings, we do a lot of anaerobic work because the high school swim list or the events is a very sprint-oriented, so we do a lot of speed work. And everyone loves being fast. You know, we play music loud, and we just get up on the block and just get up and go. You know, so by being very specific and deliberate in the training, not just throwing any old thing, we make a season-long plan, and when we make the plan and swim the plan. Great. And have there been any other standout performances from, from individual swimmers that deserve recognition so far this season? It is tough. I'll focus on, I mean, because I'm always afraid of missing people. Um, I'll, I'll do this. We just had county meet. You know, we had um, Nolan Kaiser, a junior. He qualified for two individual events. He qualified for one individual event. Um, but it, with the Miska meet is this coming up this Saturday in Grand Rapids at Calvin College. 
or Calvin University. Uh, Nolan will be swimming two events there, the 200 wow. free and the 100 free. And uh, Nolan, will make, Nolan will do some serious uh, flirting with getting a state championship cut at that meet or at league championships. Awesome. Is, and there, is, there, is there anything else you'd like to tell the Royal Oak community about the boys' swim dive team, about you? And Well, I'm only good because of the people I have around me. You know, I'm very fortunate to have assistant coaches that I've had for years around me, and they do a great job. And the way we handle it, if, one, if an assistant coach speaks, it's basically from me. So if another coach speaks to you about doing X, Y, and Z, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. You know, um, we are very blessed by the people that help run our meet. You know, uh, that the computer table and the announcing. You know, that's why people love coming to our house for meets. We run a professional, classy meet. Um, administration, you know, Pam Moore and uh, Daniel Russell. I mean, we don't ask for much in swimming, but when we do ask for stuff, we get it. Yeah, awesome. You know, so we've been very fortunate. Um, like I said, I've been very fortunate. I've been here a long time. And uh, I like to think the community knows what we're about. And, uh, you know, we're about working hard, dedication, um, being classy, and just trying doing the right things in and out of the water. So, um, you know, people are very happy when their son chooses swimming. You know, they're just a bunch of good kids. Yeah, Great. Um, thank you so much for the interview, and good luck on the rest of the season. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, once again, uh, thank you to Coach Miller uh, for your time. Yeah, it was a great interview. Thank you so much. Um, so last week, there was two men of the week for Swim and Dive. Who were they, Ben? Well, Sam, the first man of the meet was junior Captain Max Podmockley. Um, on Tuesday, Max had a drop of .48 seconds in his 50 free and a .75 second drop in the 100 back. And then at the county meet last Saturday, Max had a, a 1.09 second drop in the 50 back. Great job, Max. The second man of the week was sophomore Eric Abu Azreen. Last Tuesday, Eric had a huge drop of 1.51 seconds in the 500 free. Uh, great job, Eric. So on Monday, the boys' bowling team competed against Harper Woods. The Ravens absolutely destroyed them with, thir- with a 30-point to zero shutout. Wow. So what happened Thursday? On Thursday, the boys played Ferndale and had another epic shutout. Um, there was also a school record thrown at this game. Carter Harris, get this. Uh, we were talking about this last week, 290 last week. Carter Harris threw a perfect game. Royal Oaks first 300 game, a perfect game. 300 games are incredible. 300 games are very challenging, Ben, because you need to have 12 perfect shots in a row. No, that's 12 strikes in a row. This is literally wild. And like your nerves, like I've never, you never have like 12 perfect shots, 12 perfect plays, 12 perfect. Like, so that's like, that's a hole in one. That's like, that's, yeah, that's that's probably better, honestly. 300. That's a. Man, just crazy. a 300 game. So he's the first in Royal Oak history to ever um, awesome. do a throw a 300. That's and um, here's a video of Carter Harris hitting a perfect score in his last throw. How's the team doing? Oh, we already won. Do it! Come on now! So Carter threw a 246 in game one and a 300 game, 300 in game two. Right. Um, which is a 546 uh, series, so both those games added up. And surprisingly, Ben, this is not his record for a two-game series, which is insane to that think is. that he got a perfect game and this is still not his record. So he has had better better ones. Obviously, he hasn't thrown a perfect game, but, yeah. man, Wonder great, how you, yeah. great job, Carter. And, um, Just crazy. Two shutouts. Great job to the whole team for two shutouts. Yeah. Uh, Big um, week. With, 
with uh, last week with the, the whole team. And um, what do they got this week, Ben? So by the time you are hearing this episode, the boys would have played Birmingham United on Monday. And then on Thursday, the, the, both the girls and boys team, they play Bluefield Hills. Yeah, we, there was no girls stuff last week. So we'll yeah. make sure to cover that next week. For sure. Competition cheer. In the uh, cheer competition on Saturday, the girls placed fifth with a total score of 636. Uh, their next competition is this Saturday, and it is an invitational at Avondale at 9 a.m. So make sure to go show your support. Good luck to them. Yeah. So the M1 Griffins, they had a tough week last week. Um, lost all their games. And, yeah. Um, but they are back this week. Who they got? Who they got this week? Um, them? So this Friday, the Griffins, they welcome the Lake Orion Dragons to Lindell Ice Arena at 7.30 p.m. Um, it's actually senior night. So uh, just please show up. Show your, uh, show your uh, support for the Griffins, the seniors. Senior Griffins, show your support. Yeah. I know for for seeking of experience from senior night from football, it was great to see everyone there in the stands and supporting me. Um and it's much, much appreciated, so yeah. go show your support. So Unified Basketball, um, in the game against Lake Orion last week, the Ravens lost. But leading scorers from that game were Grant Hatterman with 10 points, uh, Evan McGliver with 6 points, and Casey Hunter, Devin Burton, and Marshall Jones fouled with 4 points each. No surprise there. Yeah, great job from all of them. Great job to the whole team. Yeah. For unfortunately, lost that game, but um, on Friday, what did they do? Yeah. Then on Friday, the Ravens headed to Clarkson and took over the Wolves. Standout players from that game were Marshall Jones with eight points. Um, Devin Burton, Mason Conklin, and Grant Hatterman all had four. Unfortunately, they lost that game too, but this week we are back in action. You guys are. What do we got? You guys have three games this week. I'm so excited. By the time you're listening to this episode, they would have already played Troy Athens on Monday. Then on Tuesday, they play Berkeley in Berkeley. Ooh. Wow, big game. And then the third game of the week is Thursday, and the team will be back at the Nest to take on Seahole Maples at 4 p.m. So you guys can make that one, so be there. Wow, it's going to be an action-packed week for the Unified team, and I'm excited to go. I'm ready to play Berkeley. Girls basketball, ROGB, had a fantastic week last week. Uh, Last Tuesday, the Birmingham Groves Falcons came to the Nest. The Ravens were down in the first half, but in the second half, they played outstanding defense and got the job done. The Ravens won with a final score of 38-31. to 31. Who were the standout players from this game, Ben? So, Sam, the standout players, um, they were Lucy Freytag, who had 12 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 steals. Anna Waterstrat had 6 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 steals. Emmy Walden with 6 points, 3 assists, and Megan Hahn, who had 5 points. Awesome. Then on Friday, the girls had another game against a North Farmington. The team played well throughout the whole game and won with a final score of 40-30. to 30. Standout players from uh, that game were Emily Lawden with 10 points and a great defense. Anna Watershed with 8 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. And Emily Austin, 8 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 blocks. And then, uh, finally, Maddie Lawrence with 6 points. How is ROGB doing through well, the season now? ROGB is now 10-3 and 2-2 and two and two in the OAA White. Awesome. Uh, this week, the girls have two games. By the time you're listening to this episode, they would have already played Troy Athens on Monday, and their second game of the week is Thursday away at Seahome at 7 p.m., so good luck, guys. And next week, we'll be having ROGB seniors Emily Walden, CeCe Irwin, and Emily Austin into the studio, so make sure you guys tune in for that. It's yeah, going to be a fun that one. it's going to be a good interview. Um, so, boys basketball. So the boys, they had two games last week. Uh, their first game was against Avondale, and unfortunately, Avondale came out on top uh, with a final score of 65-31. to 31. Um, so who are the leading scorers for that one? Leading scorers from that game were uh, Camden Clark with 13 points, and Nick Hoffman with 5 points, and sophomore Liam Dalton, let's talk about this for a second. Sophomore Liam Dalton had his first varsity basket as 
a varsity basketball player. So congratulations to him. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Let me a just, big accomplishment. Let me just try to get this in here. Oh. Hey. Congratulations. Congratulations. Then what happened on Thursday? So then on Thursday, the Ravens took on Oxford. Um, in a back-to-back game, Oxford unfortunately came out with a win with a final score of 47-36. to 36. Yep. The leading scorers from that game were Camden Clark with 14. C.J. Harrison and Nick Hoffman both followed with 10 points. Uh, the boys also have two games this week. Uh, they will start off the week on Tuesday against our biggest rival, the Berkeley Bears, yep. at their place this time. Yep. We lost earlier in the season at our place, nope, not and that was, that was not it's good. Not, that was it's not, not going to happen again. They're going to come back. They're on a they're on a they're on a little slump. They're going to bounce back. They're going to be ready to go. Yep. And this Tuesday, you're going to see it. You're going to hear it before this episode even comes out. Yep. But they'll be back at Berkeley and they're going to be ready to go. And then on Friday, uh the Ravens will be back at the nest to take on Pontiac at 7 p.m. So okay. good luck this week. Let's get to let's get on the road. Yep. Ugh. Let's get the student section out there. Let's just, let's be there. So thank you for listening to episode 8 of the Raven Roundup. We hope that we were able to give you all the information on the winter sports that you were looking for, along with a great interview with Coach Miller. We will be back next week with Episode 9, where we will continue to provide updates about the winter season, um, but then also have a group interview with ROGB seniors Emily Walden, uh, CeCe Irwin, and Emily Austin. Once again, thank you for listening and are watching us on Raven Roundup. Uh, we love to round up all the amazing sports here at Royal Oak High School. And whether you're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate it. Big and, time. Um, I'm your host, Sam Klocky. I'm your co-host, Ben Machiniak. We will see you all next week on the Raven Roundup. Oh, yes, we will. But, but for, for now, now remember, remember that it's, it's a great day, day to be a Raven. Raven. Stay, Stay safe. safe.